Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Who's the clown now? Welcome to the OEO podcast. I'm your host and clown, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host and fellow clown, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? You know when you watch a movie and you're like, I don't really remember this movie. I think I'll watch it again. And then you watch the movie and you're like, yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. It was just as bad the first time I watched it. That's how I feel like every IU football game has been this entire year. And uh, Saturday was no different. It was since Penn State, pretty much. I keep watching. I keep watching, and it just doesn't get better. Yeah, and fresh from the live tweets, and from paying eh, probably the least amount of attention to an IU football game all season is producer Seth. You can find him and block him on Twitter. That's at Satoff5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Talk about mailing it in. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look at any of the tweets, so I I, I didn't get a lot of activity on my phone, so I'm assuming not a whole lot went out, but he was at my house. It's not the internet's fault. It is uh, Purdue basketball tickling him in places that young men shouldn't be tickling Seth, so... Uh, either way, moving normally got to pay extra for that, right? Um, let's talk about the 35 14 loss to the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Um, IU falls to two and nine, oh, and eight in conference. Uh, yeah, uh, I did listen to Cotown's press conference today. Um, again, put as much stock into these as you want. Uh, Carr back at practice. The quarterback's practicing again. Mullen, full go practice. He practiced on Saturday, is what I was told, or over the weekend. Um, James Miller also possibly back for this weekend. Um, This one hurts. Ready for this? Micah McFadden, not a finalist for the Butkus Award. Of course. I mean, you can't go 0-8. I mean, that's that's strictly a... That's what... Tom Allen said he goes no. something along the lines of you've seen him play. He's one of the best linebackers in the country, but these awards are fueled by the team's overall performance. So I don't know how that's, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to I don't want to complain about it too much, but um, you can be the best linebacker in the country on a bad team. Yeah. Like that's a thing. But it's when you're not seen, I guess, like that, then it's hard to uh, to shine. So um, let's see. Did he talk about anything else? We talked about this a little bit before we started. Uh, he hates RPOs pretty much is basically what he said. 
I didn't think anyone could hate RPOs as much as I hate RPOs. You guys have heard me bitch about them all year. Mm-hmm. And no, no, Tom Allen hates them Tom significantly more than I do. He did say somewhere on that that rant that he had, it was probably the longest one that he had. Um, we've got to be able to throw the football. Based off of what I've seen the last two weeks, I'm not sure that Donovan McCulley can anymore. Um, I'm not sure what happened after Maryland. Um the kid's an athlete. The kid is, 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 um, he's very raw still, obviously, with zero, little to zero fall practice involvement with the first team. And, uh, yeah. So we'll see what we do at quarterback. He was here supposed to be week. QB four. He was yeah. never supposed to be in this position. Never. Gonna, never. So. Nobody expected McCulley to be relevant in 2021. Or 2022. Yeah. 2023 was supposed to be the earliest this guy saw passing significant snaps. Yeah. I don't want to say his development's ruined, but I mean, it, it hasn't it been helped. No, it hasn't I don't think helped. it hurts necessarily, but it doesn't. Eh, that's, it's that's getting, so it's getting him experience. He's not getting hurt, thankfully. Um, well, Nick Sheridan's trying. Yeah, dude, that hit. Uh, I retweeted. Rab John said that the Big Ten said that it was not a hit to the sh- the head or neck area, and there's a very clear still shot of the dude's helmet directly into the side of the helmet of yeah. uh, McCauley. But it doesn't matter. That's not what someone the gets game. their head blown. I just flesh wound. Yeah, and then of course you've got the whole thing. The game totally stops for uh, for McFadden's you know, possible targeting that wasn't anywhere near it, but um, okay. Anything else? Let's see here on, he was asked about the quarterback position this week and he said, all options are possible. So basically saying Grant Grimmel is going to start. Yeah. And also he mentioned transfers and he mentioned every offensive position, but quarterback, but I think that he was just, he was just uh, playing coy because, you know, we're getting Spencer Rattler. The more, (laughs) If that happens, then what I'm about to say doesn't make any sense. But the more I think about it, I'm not sure that that we don't have Penix back next year. I mean, what's to stop if he's? I don't know. I, I'm still holding out hope. I mean, he's he's been great. He was great last I mean, year. When you're two and eleven and zero and eight, I mean, you gotta gotta grasp onto something. Something. So, um, all right. Uh, speaking of grasping onto things, can you tell me if anything went right on offense? I mean, the first, first drive was pretty nice. Dang it. This, this is what happens when, uh, we don't share outlines. Yeah, no, uh, I, this year has been so opposite for so many reasons. And one of the weird things I think I'm probably going to lean into pretty heavily is remember last year where our offense wouldn't start going until middle of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And then we would just be an absolute buzzsaw. It yep. was like the exact opposite. Like our first quarters this season haven't been awful, especially offensively. And that first drive, the announcers wouldn't shut up about it. How Minnesota was back on their heels and weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it's literally like, we're in the upside down. You know, if you've watched stranger things, like mm-hmm. everything is the exact opposite of last year. And I all off season, I complain about how we have to have better first drives. Well, that happened. 
Man, check. Yeah. It was a good first drive. It was encouraging. I think I turned I turned to Seth and I said, Man, if they can keep doing this all game, it's gonna be a fun pod to record for once. But no. <laughs> they did keep doing it the whole game, except Minnesota stopped it. Um all right. Yeah, that's all I've got on offense. Um on defense. I mean, well, you know what? Let me talk just a minute about uh no, I'll I'll save it for later. So on defense, what went right for you? For, first better quarter. safety better safety play yeah. i guess the safeties again what did i say all off season safety play had to be better it you know especially with jamar johnson leaving guys that were here had to do better b fits put a decent ever since the maryland game mm-hmm. he put a decent string of games together you know raheem lane is is really good we all know monster i mean those guys were coming up and popping um, but do we yeah. know anything about monsters injury? Is it a bicep? That's what Seth thinks it is. He got his arm pinned. Yeah. I don't know. It looked very painful. Yeah. I was hoping stinger. He was doing like the whole, I mean, this is yeah. an audio thing, but he was doing like the whole, like, I don't know, stress, ball. stress ball thing with his hand, but yeah. then he walked off holding his bicep, which was I don't concerning. Know. Yes. To say torn bicep is a very lengthy, very difficult injury to come back from. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, let's not try to make this too crazy. Uh, on defense, I don't know. Well, let me pick some. I don't know. I don't have anything that went well. The first drive, first quarter of defense was pretty good. Um, I mean, they did manage to pick up a couple third downs. They were pretty good against us on third downs again. Um, seven of 13. Which we were as well. As well. Um, so, and I think think that first drive is the one we stopped them on a fourth down it is fourth and one and i kept begging them like the rest of the time go for it go for it go for it like we're so good on defense here recently but um yeah i thought that i mean really the first quarter was nice um again you give up another touchdown to end the half off of an interception so i mean just just things start unraveling when you give up i think they give up 14 points in the last three minutes something like that something stupid 21. so um 21 in the last five minutes that's right so not good but the first little bit they looked good i thought they were back so what went wrong for you i mean the interior d line just got ab- abused um the offensive side of the ball like I haven't seen offense like this in any sport be this bad. I mean, at at basically every level. I mean, it's, I mean, you got it. You just have to. I know we're tired of talking about the injuries and the excuses and everything else, but (laughs) what else is it? Right. So um, for me, I don't know. Again, like just, just simplify things, make things simple. We don't have to be crazy. We don't need Peyton Hendershot in the backfield, taking direct snaps and running. Let's get him hurt too. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get our only guy to really kind of get his name called on, on NFL draft. draft. Let's get him hurt. So, you know, we can just plummet that as well. The dude had, I'm pretty sure he ran, he ran the ball twice and I'm pretty sure both of them were read options. 
So a guy that's never run a read option in a game that I can remember is back there taking direct snaps. Just make it simple. Run a slant. Hand the ball off on a dive. Run a stretch. Do something. That's not with your quarterback. Yeah, please. You can run with him. Just don't run with it every single time. The dude ran the ball 16 times. He averaged four and a half yards of carry. That's pretty good. And, and, those, and, and 95% of them were designed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes if you get a half a dozen scrambles, okay, you get a half a dozen scrambles. Yeah. These are designed and they're in high traffic areas. Like they're... They're running right into the DNs or right into the outside linebackers. You know, he just, he, he's going to be good. I think I really do think he's going to be good. If you go back and watch his touchdown run, I mean, it's just like that dude, the stiff arm, just the, the running the dude over at the end, just he's a beast, but you can't do that right now. Just make it simple for him. Simple calls. It doesn't have to be crazy. Now watch what happens on Saturday when you have a walk on on, and that's can we what they'll see a do. Hitch, you know? Can can we can we see something other than a double screen or jump ball twenty yards downfield? Yeah, those were the only two plays. Yeah. No, yep. no, no. You know what? Didn't Freifogel have a slant in the second or third quarter that he went did. for like 15, pretty, 17 yeah. yards? Yeah. What? Amazing, right? That. He was just setting it up for another quarterback draw, though. You got to spread the defense out a little bit. So, um, Seth? To be fair, they varied it up with a quarterback sweep occasionally. Oh, sorry. Too. My bad. My bad. With a play, ac- a play action quarterback sweep. That, like, doesn't even work in high school. Um. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe. I mean, it works a little bit. I'm sure he did fine. <laughs> um, okay, where are we at? Uh, stonks. Yeah. Stonks. Stock I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to steal this from you because oh, I know. All right, I know you're going to take my boy. Go ahead. I'm going to take your boy, man, because, again, I've been down on him. He didn't seem like a guy. He's made one play all year. A.J. Barner looks like he can fill. I mean, tough to say to fill Hendershot's shoes, but, yeah. I mean, he at least shows that he can be a threat. I'm not going to say Phil Hendershot's shoes because he's an NFLer, um, but AJ Barner looks like he can be someone who can contribute. Doesn't which... he look more polished than Hendershot does? Does smooth, or did smooth? Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. maybe like, not as gritty. Maybe not. A, definitely not as chiseled. But no. I mean, he looks. You know, <sighs> this is an insane comparison, but I just thought of it. Like, like George Kittle's like what you think of a tight end, right? Like gritty, hard blocker, yeah. all of that. Yeah. AJ Barney's like Mike Gusecki. Like he's That's more of I'm a stand up yeah. tight end, yeah. you know, like, you know, looks like more of a receiver. Six, six, two forty five. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not big. You know what I mean? And if you guys don't know who Mike Gusecki is, we go look it up. He's a yeah, just, very, he's, he's a, an above average NFL tight end. On the Dolphins from uh, Penn, State, Penn State, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my stock up, then I guess I'll go with, uh, I guess I'll go with Grant. I'll go with Grant Grimmel. I thought he looked comfortable in the pocket. Um, I thought he, he didn't have great stats. I mean, five of 12, 60 yards, um, did throw a touchdown pass. Um, 
two runs for 23 yards. Again, they were not designed runs. They were making plays when he needed to make a play. Uh, the dude just looks comfortable. And what he said was beautiful after the game. He was asked uh, about the pressure. And he said, I don't believe in pressure, is what he said. Like, not like cocky, just like he's just chill. He doesn't like get amped up kind of guy is basically what uh, Tom Allen said. But he's just like, yeah, I don't believe in pressure. Like, pressure's not, it's not real. Like, it's, it is what it is. If you get sacked, you get sacked. But like, I'm not going to let that affect my mind and like what I'm going through. So, big stock up to uh, Grant Grimmel from Noblesville High School. Stock. Another guy that I gave a hard time that I think I need to apologize to because he's he's grown a lot in season is James Evans. Yeah, um, he's been good. He's been, I mean, again, a guy, the guy's never played a competitive American football game. Going from game one to game 11, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who he's, he's going to be our kicker for the next three years or punter for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, a lot of, lot of experience uh the guy the guy could have mailed it in and he did not we're talking punters uh stock up on defense i'm gonna take your boy b fits man you kind of talked about him a little bit he's been really good um filling in for kind of the josh sanguinetti role eight tackles in this game one and a half for uh tfls on that he was everywhere, it seemed like. Um, I think he got a little, I don't want to say burned, but I want to say maybe he was beat a little bit on one of the deep balls that a Grandpa threw down the field. But um, other than that, he was he was solid all the way around. Um, what about for you on D? Yeah, James Evans was my defensive guy. Thought hmm. Cam Jones looked good coming back from the injury. Um, got injured again, but then came back. Um, also McFadden, you know, different game, same story, eight tackles, uh, pass defended one half. They gave him a half TFL. I think he was in there with B fits on that, but again, flying around the field, he did miss a tackle. I want to say it was on a third down. Um, but other than that, it was again, just normal, solid, uh, badassery all around from him. So all right. Uh, speaking of badassery, you guys should check out the Monon Track Club. The Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand. It's built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10, that's LEO10, at checkout and hit the MTC owner and IU alum, Garrett, where it really matters. Right there in his butt pocket, right there in his wallet. Now, let's go revisit our predictions. Seth said we would win the game. 17 to 16. He had half. No. Not quite half as many points as Minnesota actually scored. Uh, Brand, I said that we would win the game, seventeen to thirteen. Both Seth and I were close with seventeens. Um, not quite there. Brandon's going to take home the the first W of the season, I think, for him. 
he did say we were going to lose 19 to 6. So you win on default by just picking a loss. So congratulations to you, Brandon. Scored more than six points. I was thrilled. Hey, look, you know, that's a, a win. That, that last touchdown, I did bet the under, and that garbage time touchdown cost me. Hey, there's no such thing as a garbage time 29-yard banger from a uh, walk-on to a true freshman. So, uh, all right. Brandos, Randos. That, by the way. Let's do that. I didn't see it either. <laughs> It's all the highlight. I didn't. See all it. right. So one thing that they brought up, they had to talk about something. So I'm not blaming the announcers at all in this game was how or how rare does Minnesota play IU? So that got me thinking, you guys, so next time we play four years. It's still it's less than that. Is it once every Isn't five? It? Once every, once every five. I think it's once every four. Yeah. So twice a decade is pretty rare. But regardless, eight, ten doesn't matter. When we play Minnesota again, will PJ Fleck be the coach? <clears throat> Didn't he just get an extension? He did this year. No, I don't think in five years. Mm-mm. He either did good enough to go to a bigger school or he completely lost the program and he's fired. Where I do don't you, think. Where do you put Minnesota? Where, what's a bigger school for him? Any SEC school, Arizona State, no, any SEC school or a more blue blood. Could he go to Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech's open. Virginia Tech. Would he go to Vanderbilt? No, Kentucky. I just said any SEC school. Would he, he take Kentucky? Kentucky? Absolutely. Do you take Absolutely. Missouri? Yep. Minnesota to Missouri. Yep. I don't think so. SEC I think that's, money. I think that's a SEC. lateral job. No. That's a lateral move to me. You're never going to win that division with Missouri. You've got a chance to win the division with Minnesota. Yeah, so, going to just agree to disagree with you there. All right, that's fine. Move on. Next question I have, and this is a pessimistic one. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I hate to be negative Brandon here, but with the COVID year, everyone's got you know, that extra year of eligibility that nobody really knows what anyone's going to do with. Do you think more seniors that are quote-unquote seniors come back for their COVID year, transfer, or go to the NFL? So a little bit of prediction time. Oh, man. I don't – I was just on the roster. I thought you were going to ask something else. Because – and we haven't really talked much about the transfers. I think we're going to get into that in a little bit as a group. But I could see Ty Fry going back south for transfer senior year. We all talked about Penix going to UCF. I think we could see a lot of these, not guys like Micah and, and, and Cam Jones, but some of the other guys. You can see who- Ty Fry. I don't see Ty Fry leaving. I don't. If he doesn't go to the NFL, I don't see him transferring. So I'm looking at seniors. Monster will come back. Reese will be back. Cam Jones will be back. James Head. I mean, maybe somebody like James Head goes down to Miami. I don't yeah. know. Jalen Williams stays. Mm-hmm. No, Jalen. you think he'll go? I, I could Jalen. I could see Jalen go. I don't know about that. Micah, Luke Haggard. Haggard could go. Bjornson will stay. Bjornson will stay. Demarcus Elliott. 
He could go. Oh, he. <sighs> Jawan Burgess. See ya. Brian Fitzgerald. Stay. Thomas I Allen. Don't know, man. Thomas uh, Allen. He's a Thomas Allen needs senior, to, He needs to go so be a grad might assistant. Be, he might man, just be he done. Can't, he can't play football. Caleb anymore. Jones might just be done as a redshirt senior, too. Um, Hendershot's gone. Alfred Bryant probably leaving. Yeah. Marcelino Ball is a senior plus. Yeah, so he, he's he, done. He can't. He can't. Yeah. Um, Jared Seriously, Smaller, you're naming Dylan a lot Powell, of guys, so. and it's what I thought it was be. I, I think a lot of them leave for another school. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look for it. I Which, guess Ty Fry's te- technically a not thing. a senior. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Some of those, no. I don't think it's a bad thing, no. But then you look at people like the redshirt juniors, though. So. I was gonna say I just saw some some big ones. You've got Noah Pierre, Jonathan. Oh, he King, better come back. Noah Pierre better come back. Jack Tuttle, Miles Marshall, Michael Penix, James Miller. Those are your redshirt juniors that play. DP. I, I could see James Miller leaving. So I could see. I think James Tuttle. Miller. I think Tuttle comes back because I think the Tuttle Tuttle will probably compete for a starting position, unless we bring in Spencer Howard. Dude. I think Josh Hoover might just walk in and take the job. That's insane, dude. So we'll see. Um, all right. What else? So this is a little bit on the personal slash professional side. Um, what's the I don't know if you guys are 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 hiring at all. Um, but have you guys ever had like a really bad hire or like a really bad like someone you that you decided to join the team with or something you guys ever had that experience and that's gotta be the tom allen nick sheridan because they're buddies right like i think this nick sheridan hire is the worst thing tom allen has done did do and will do and i think he'll learn a lot as a young young coach and gain a ton of experience from it so do you guys do you guys kind of have an example of uh of a bad hire hey reef can i rephrase the question yes an example of a bad promotion so somebody yes. that you've somebody like let's say like let's say for example that somebody that's worked for the company for a while then becomes the president of that company and then they start to bring their friends up right into bigger spots that's kind of what i mean so yeah i mean i've seen it i've seen it and yeah. uh i, I was just, i had a it's hard really to cut good guy in an entry-level position and he was really good and he was with the company for a while and i promoted him and it was a bad fit he mm-hmm. did horrible he hated the job and he was out in like six to eight months. And I was like, damn, that's the like, difference thought, is that usually I thought they I leave. Was, I thought he was doing, I thought I was doing a favor because he was doing really well. And I wanted to like move him up and man, um, I, I, I did the wrong move. I hurt this guy's career and I'm something that I think about a lot, but it's something that I see a lot in this Tom Allen, Nick Sheridan situation. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Not going to give details. All right. Last one. Hold on. I think and, Seth has something. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I said this offline, but I'll say it here. I think Nick Sheridan is too young. I think he excelled last year kind of because he didn't know any better and kind of just had the gumption and kind of naivete to figure it out as he went. Um, I think that in five years, I'll probably be the OC at Michigan and we'll we'll wonder how the hell he could have been so bad just such a short time ago. And it's going to be frustrating to a level you can't foresee right now. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I think he'll make, I think from what we've been told by a source that we think is pretty reliable, I guess. Guys, I think you guys got bad information. I don't know. Did you see what's on the board on again, no. the wonderful pigs go spend 10 bucks a, a month. It's totally no. worth doing it. What are they saying? Um, Nick share. This isn't from Weaver. This isn't from anyone affiliated. But this guy does have a decent track record. He will be kept on as the quarterback coach. That's fine. He will be demoted. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Absolutely. He was fine as a quarterback coach. That's what he needs to do. He was a quarterback. He was never an offensive coordinator before. That's fine. But then they're going to make a stink there, man. I'll be really mad if that's the decision. And that's where they go. You need to clean that stink. He needs a reset. We need a reset. You just. You don't become friends with your ex-girlfriend. You just break up. You just, things didn't work out. It's not, it's not her. It's not you. It just didn't work out. Go (laughs) separate ways. Okay. So here's my view of it. One, we don't know what's going on inside the program. So maybe a lot of the quarterbacks like, we don't respect him. I'm seeing a lot of offensive players transfer. I'm not seeing any defensive players transfer. That's, true. That's telling me Charlton Warren, despite having a semi disappointing, you know, a lot of injuries year, on that side of the ball too. So not, not, not the takeaways, not the big plays, but he, that shows me that there's people at least committed to his system, committed to what he's preaching his, his position coaches are are all walking the same direction look at the other side of the ball he's completely lost it he's lost it and he has to go i wouldn't be mad if he was demoted i i have i have said as of saturday because somebody asked me a question would i renew my season tickets if nick sheridan was the offensive coordinator next year i said no i love IU football. I will not get season tickets if he's the offensive coordinator next year. Straight up. To me, not just demoting him doesn't put enough accountability. Like you What need... if they demote him? What if they demote him and they make a big splash hire at offensive coordinator? It doesn't matter. Somebody that's going to totally control that offense. He's just there to coach quarterbacks. Doesn't that change your mind? He has zero zero effect on play calling. That's the problem. Quarterback play was other than, I mean, let's be real other than, than Mike, because of, again, we've talked about, I don't think he was ready to come back. Number one. And I also don't think he was definitely not mentally ready to come back other than him has been, I mean, tunnel was okay. He was good. We wouldn't be two and nine and oh, and eight in conference with Jack Tuttle. 
he was fine. He was good enough to get us within five points at Michigan State. He took us down the field against Ohio State. So the quarterback play isn't that bad. The play calling, the offensive line, I mean, those are those are the the big things. You take the play calling away. Maybe there's some other movement with the offensive line coach too. I don't know, but and you bring in a big dude with a not a huge ego, but a big guy that's going to come in and implement his offense. Let's just say for for S's and G's, Western Kentucky's guy. Say he comes in. Nick Sheridan's going to have zero control of that offense. Zero. Other than, hey, Nick, you need to teach them how to do this. That's where you're going to coach them. I've never been a part of the not-so-humble brat. I've never been part of demotion. I don't know how you can give 100% to that job. I wouldn't if want you to. Had no. the, if you had the role above. Like, that is just awkward, and it, it's just some. It, I don't want to say toxic. That word gets thrown around too much, and so does the word culture. So I don't want to say it's either one of those things, but it's just it's just something that I wouldn't want in the room. Here's and that it. would concern me about Tom Allen so much yeah. if he did a reshuffling. So I'm going to jump to my next Brando's random. Hold on here. real quick, real quick. Let yeah. me get this in real fast. For his career, it would be better for him to take a demotion and go back to quarterbacks coach for two years and then maybe hop on, I don't know, a Mac school conference USA, whatever, whatever those conferences are. Right. Or would it be better for him to just be fired? If you're Nick Sheridan and they offered you a demotion or a firing, I think you take the demotion. So well, then, yeah, because, because you're, because you're, if you get fired, you're probably going to become a, com- a quarterback's coach in the Mac. So yeah. you'd rather be a quarterback's coach in the big 10 yeah. than a quarterback coach in the Mac. So yeah, you are right. I guess career tra- trajectory. It's better for him. Yeah. But I kind of changed my mind as you were talking about like not giving hundred percent. I was like, yeah, but then I was like thinking it's like, you would want to do as much as you can do to maintain whatever career you have left. So, and he's young, he's really young. So he's got a chance to be an offensive coordinator again at some point, like what Seth says. But I think being fired or being demoted, demoted is definitely a better choice for him. So, all right, moving on. I will be super disappointed. So, okay, so Ohio State had this, I don't remember, three, four years ago where um, Kevin Wilson went from tight ends coach, promoted to OC, and then demoted back down to tight ends coach, and he stayed. If we reshuffle it and we we promote Coach McCullough or Coach Hurd, or if we just reshuffle our coaches, what would your anger level be on one to ten? If it 10 was be, ten, ten being not re, we're not renewing your season tickets, one being yeah okay it's fine. Um, if it was McCullough. Or just in general, just if it was just a straight up reshuffle. Yeah. McCullough is the only one that I've thought about and been like, maybe. But no, that's not it's not gonna happen. They he he can't do that. He'll lose so much. He won't lose me at that. I mean, I think I would still renew season tickets at that point because it's not the same offense. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be satisfied until I saw something on the field that was totally different to say the least, but I wouldn't be. So you would only be satisfied 
because and I'm saying this for myself too. If we went out, out, we went external and we went proven offensive coordinator. Yes. Yeah. To be happy, that would make me happy. That would be Same. one. That would be a one on your scale, 100%. What if he is bottom tier conference? Do you want group of five or I don't higher? care if it's Coastal Carolina's guy. I don't care if it's anybody's. It doesn't what about matter. Quarterback coach at Oklahoma. No. What about if okay, that so way you, you want non this quarterback coach, coach at Oklahoma mean that we get Spencer Rattler? Yes. Then yes. <laughs> All I'm saying is Charlton Warren was a safety or secondary coach. So we we've already went power five conference position coach. We've already yeah. went there. Yeah, but we talked about that. Or thought... recruiting too. Look what he's been able to do in, in Georgia and Florida. Yeah. Carlton Warren's been huge for us in those two states. That's what they're going to look for. Two things. One, proven offensive coordinator. Two, proven recruiter, or at least a recruiter in an area that we want to focus in. Texas, Florida, yeah. Indiana, Ohio. Somewhere. I want stud, group of five offensive coordinator, or recruiting guru, position coach, um, power conference. Oh, you said group of five. Okay. Group of five, offensive coordinator, position coach, power five. Not max. And though. like high end. Like I'm, I'm not talking like Vanderbilt or Boston College or Kansas State. I'm talking Georgia, you know, Texas A&M. Yeah. I don't want Georgia's offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just throwing out examples of, of big programs. But. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. Um, okay. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, cool. Let's move on. This is this has gone longer than what I expected. Um, let's reach into uh, producer Seth Sack. Sack, what do you got? All right. Uh, IU scored another TD. Two TDs. Yeah, two so, of them, Bob. Yeah, so that question had an answer. Uh, followed up on that um i would love to see you know on madden how when you're playing offensive when you're calling offensive plays if you pl uh, call the same play it'll have like a yards per play mm -hmm. i'd love to see that on this team i, I just... don't <laughs> all Doesn't right have like efficiency too sometimes on like some down. yeah yeah, yeah. On yeah. What, what's the best down to call it yeah exactly yeah. all right here's my only other thing uh grant grimmel Noblesville, you talked uh -huh. about it earlier. Uh -huh. uh, okay, let's get this note out of the way. So we'll have next week will be a ba a battle of potentially a ba a battle of uh, walk-on quarterbacks. You just stole my intro. Okay, never mind. That's okay. You've already said it, so continue. From Noblesville, and then so your high school, and then Brandon's wife's high school. So mm -hmm. that's interesting little connection there. Uh, Bragg, let's talk about some famous Noblesvillians. Give me, Noble, give me some famous yeah. nobles, nobles, Tucky residents. Um, former Indiana, well, always an Indiana Hoosier. Uh, Tom Coverdale, 1998, Mr. Basketball. Um, gold medalist diver, David Bodaya, Purdue, actually. Um, who else? Nobles. Brandon Knight, former offensive lineman and NFL offensive lineman. And... I want to say that's about it as far as the peaks go. Yeah. That I can get. I mean, there's like Steve Warner, like country singer and stuff from like back in the day, but I don't know. I'll leave that alone. All right. That's all I got. I'll hold them back for tomorrow, baby. All right.
You're not going to ask Brandon people from his wife's, his wife's high school. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, cool. Moving on. He doesn't know. Um, I don't have a final statement. I think we've talked enough about all of that stuff. Um, Brandon, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, no, I, uh, I demand action. Tom Allen, this senior day is over last home game. Players are starting to leave. Keep it in house. It doesn't have to be public, but none of this coaching for your job stuff this Saturday, nothing that, you know, this is this, you know, the smoking gun. Hey, if you put on it, you know, this is going to save your job. None of that. I think that the team needs changes and the changes are obvious. You've been obvious in your press conferences. So I have confidence you'll do the right thing. And I have the ultimate confidence in you. But I think you got all eyes on you, both internally and externally. Um, pressure is on. And it'll be really, really interesting over the next potentially one to four weeks to see what we have to talk about. Yeah, do you think they do it immediately or do you think he does it later? I, I think, think he, he does it later on his I think yeah. he has to wait. I I think mean, I think he does it in a kind of an exit press conference thing. Well, I mean, do you think he Yeah. No, I think he does. I yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right, cool. Anything else you want to add, Seth? Nope. All right. Well, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO, and uh we will talk to you in a couple days. I think we're actually going to record tomorrow. So uh, when we preview the game against <laughs> until then, Elio, Elio, you can't do it this week. Elio, it's not. Nah. No, we're, we're just post game Minnesota. You can say it right now. Elio. All right. He said Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day, Elio. Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio.